0: Good evening, everybody. Chodesh Tov. And um, Chodesh Tov, been a great month. And also, this is the lecture about the weekly portion, as we do every Monday. And uh, this Monday, we're going to discuss the two portions of Tazria and Metzorah in the Book of Vayikra. We're going to do a short explanation about the portion, and then we're going to jump into the month of Taurus, what to expect, what to do what's working, what's not working, and um, we're gonna get going. Just to remind you before I start, Debbie um, have been opened a non-profit organization called Giving for Love that help women and children. So it's givingforlove.org. It's helping children who've been victim of sex trafficking and women who've been victim of uh, violence or any things that put women and children into shelter. So anybody want to help, please text Debbie. We'd be more than happy to put you involved in that. And also because this month is the month of the Omer, the month of Rabbi Shimon, we are spreading the Tikkunah and the small pocket Zohar all over. So you're welcome to purchase some of the small Zohar and send it to all your friends, or we can help you to send it uh, for you. But it's very important for mention those two things that we are doing as we find out that this is an important thing to start the month with. But we're going to talk first about the Torah, about the Pasha. We know that um, this week's portion is called Tazria. Tazria, meaning conceive. And the portion starts by saying, when a woman conceive, and she may give birth to a baby boy. Now, of course, the Torah is so great, there is so many secrets there. And we may only be related to the story. But there is always so much more than just the story itself. Why it say when a woman tazriya? Why it doesn't say men and women? What is that a woman? As woman means something else. Well, according to many Kabbalistic terms, when you use the female term in the Torah, you are mentioning your soul. So for that reason, we don't talk just just women who conceive. We talk about when the soul conceive and may give birth to a boy. Why boy? Why a woman giving birth to a boy? Boy in spiritual, metaphysical term mean continuation. Something that continued the whole time. So meaning when your soul giving something that will continue. And what do we need to learn about it? A lot of time, when you run into a situation, when you need to receive, when you need to get, when you need to be happy, when you need to receive money, when you need to find your soul. At that moment, you become a receiver. When you become a receiver, that energy called female or nukva in the language of metaphysical. It doesn't mean, again, I want to make sure, that my word doesn't go out of connotation. And you think now that all women are receiver and all men are givers. It's not what I'm saying. The aspect of the energy, before it's coming to uh, expressing itself as a woman or as a male, the female energy has to do with receiving where the male energy has to do with giving. And that's why it comes to expression in the body of a human being. When the male... Is basically giving the sperm and the woman receiving the sperm, and that's how you <coughs> creating a child. So, what is it saying to us? When your soul is conceived with a boy, meaning you're capable to maintain yourself to continue and giving birth to more and more and more things with the existence of your life. And that's a very important lesson for us. When you wake up in the morning. What do you want to give birth to today? That's what you should be focusing on. What is that you want to add to the global community today? There is a place that was built many years ago that the place called Come Pray and Be Happy. In the beginning, that place was established in 1970 in the Upper West Side. And it grew up, the the master who created that wonderful man. I met him two times and he passed away in an old age. And then people start to continue that idea and open other places for the pray and being happy. So I went to visit one of those places and I become pretty depressed. Why? Because it was a group of people who were running into the room to be happy. They came there to receive happiness. They didn't came to the place to give happiness, which was designed for that reason. And I realized something, at least it was for me, uh, self-realization about me, about others. When we go to a place, even a spiritual place, even to a place of prayer, and we're thinking what we can get, at that moment, our soul doesn't give birth to something that eventually stays with us, what we call lasting fulfillment, lasting happiness, lasting joy. So I want to start with that, it's a very, very important idea of this weak portion. And to go in depth, to understand more, the whole concept of women, as they talk about the first portion called Tazria, you know, women. You mentioned all the rules about women, unbelievable rules. Now, what is the first thing that the Zohar is mentioned? It's said like that, verse nine, portion of Tazria. We learn that when a woman conceives first, she giving birth to a boy. Physically, it's not always right, if you know what I mean. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Zechalamenu, Shaketu bechuk, God is the one who declare, who is saying if that drop of sperm will become a boy or a girl. And here you're telling me. That the woman make that decision. How can that be? How can that sit together? If the woman make that decision, we don't need God to be involved. Tell him Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi, the other rabbi, answered. Of course God is the one who declared to be a boy or a girl. When he recognized that this will be a boy, then he said this is a male soul. Now he has to go to a male body or a female because there is three partners for a human being. His father, his mother, and the creator. The father gave him all the white part of the body, the white blood cell. And the mother gave him the red blood cell. Or if you want, the bones which are white come from the father. And the flesh and meat come from the mother. And the soul come from the creator, come from God. And that's what the source said. The Zohar keep going about one concept. That concept is talking about before the male and the female have an intercourse to have children, the Torah, the Zohar, is teaching us that a woman has to be aware of something that bring an awareness of connection between a male and a female. And that's the concept of calling the period. During the time of the period, according to the Torah, a female cannot be with a male. The question is why? I mean, everybody who studies spirituality knows that spirituality is about connecting to the unlimited level. And here, there's a lot of limit. A lot of time when it comes to spirituality, you have, the, they tell you to think big, to think out of the box, and then they come up with some little box, which is the period. Why does the woman have to be put in a dungeon in the time of period when the man having a good time? Well, that's a wrong understanding of the subject. The time of a period of a woman is a time that she takes the monthly negativity in her body and soul and basically, in a way, get rid of it, dump it. She gets rid of all the negativity in her body and soul. Yes, the time of the period is the time that the woman gets a chance monthly to get rid of all problems from her body and soul. Now, what about the male? Male doesn't have a system like that. When a man is attached to negativity, it usually stays there for at least 40 days. He can't get rid of it. And it sometimes stays longer. Male system is not being built as well as the female system, because the female system is a cycle. Women don't appreciate, I know the time of the period, because of discomfort and all this and that, but they need to understand that that's the sole system to get rid of all negativity. Now, if the man at that time being with them he will be drained from all his energy, and the Zohar said also is money. And when I'm reading it, I said, "Money? What is money has to do with the woman period? This is one subject, and that's another. Leave my money alone. It's my money. What are you touching my business? And the Zohar explained that the force of the woman revealed and connecting to. During the time of the Nida, during the time of the period, is a force that cannot be even connected to by a male soul because the male soul consider more gentle, more weak. So don't say it to men. I don't know how many men listen to me, but uh, don't say it to a man. It doesn't sound good. But a man cannot handle the energy of the period because at that time, those of you study Kabbalah with me for a while, the men representing some the right column, where the female representing left column she can deal with the negativity much better than him where he cannot deal with negativity and for that reason men and female cannot be together not even of course not sexually but not even touching each other during that time every touch is basically without she knowing she's doing it she doesn't do it purposely just touching is draining his energy right away that's, that's how bad it is but unfortunately A lot of religious people turn this custom into religiosity without explaining anything. And for that reason, it become a custom of, oh, it's God forbid you will be punished. It's not about being punished. It's about they drain your physicality out of your body. Part of your physicality is your money. So for that reason, if there is one thing we can get from this week portion, is to understand the value of a woman, how much power you have. Women have a lot of power. The system is built totally different than a male. Totally different. Don't try to make a man understand that whatever happened 30 days ago, gone. For him, it's never gone. A man lives from the moment of his childhood. And that's why men, again, I'm not trying to insult men. I'm a man myself. Oh, I'm a man myself. So what I'm saying is that men stay a kid a little bit. For a woman, it's always rejuvenate. Every month, she becomes new. But new in the next stage. It's very, very important to understand. Of course, some of women, if you're old enough, ask, what about menopause? What about after the period? Well, that's a different level. That's a different level. At that time, a woman becomes more like a male. Okay, And that's what, during the menopause, there's a lot of confusion. Between female and male energy, that the woman experience. Because a woman can handle that. And then after that, they become more of a male energy. I know, I know it sounds crazy to you. I'm not going to go into all the details because I have to discuss more Ushodesh tonight. But I just feel like I need to mention it. So that's the first section of this week's portion. The second section talking about Metzora, leprosy. And they talk a lot about Lashonara, evil tongue. When you speak bad about people, what does that need to speak about other people? Why? We all do that. We all do that. I mean, I never met a human being who doesn't do it. Let me see if I did. Maybe I met two people. But we all do that. We speak bad. Where is this custom come from? And why is it so bad? <clears throat> the custom of speaking bad about one another comes from the snake. That's where it comes from. <clears throat> the snake was the first one to speak bad about other. What was the other in the level of the snake? God. When he seduced Eve. And once she listened to him, she gets her first period, by the way. Those of you who don't know. First period, happened after she listened to the snake. That's what it happened. So, from here we learn a big lesson. That somehow there is a connection between Lashon HaRa, evil tongue, to the period. There is similarity. What is the similarity? That whoever does such a thing, okay, can fall into a category of reactive to life and not experiencing life. You can be reactive all day long. You have to be more creative. You have to create something from your life. If you react all day long to what's going on around you and you have the need for people to agree with you and by that to make your mouth speaking bad, that's not a good thing. You gotta work on that. You gotta you gotta move to the next thing. And if you feel that by speaking bad about another human being, it makes you look better, I think it's stupid. It doesn't make you look better. If you feel that you're wrong about a certain subject, then don't try to speak bad about the other person, and that will make you smarter. It doesn't. Try to think about somebody you want to go to a banker, and you come to ask me and say, What do you think about that banker? And tell like, you, Ah, bad guy. If that stops you from not going to the banker, that's a problem. I mean, thank you for trusting me, but that's not the way to go. You have to check the banker for yourself to see if it's for you, and then find out. Maybe I have issue with that banker. Maybe I have a personal issue. So every time you have Lashon HaRa, evil tongue, it's very bad for you. That's what the Zohar say in this with Pasha. And for that reason, it's in verse 148, when the Israelites came to Israel, God would have purified the land for them. So the Shekhinah can come. So what he did, he destroyed all the homes and the trees before they walk in. So you may say, maybe they destroyed the home because in the old days they used to bury their treasure and diamond and stone under that. It's not so. Because after they destroy a house, they have to build it as it was exactly before. Can you imagine? Put it down and put it back as it was. So it wasn't about the diamond. Even the dirt has to come to the same place. So, very important that we understand they took down the stone. Put it back together because they want to remove the bad talk that was in this house. Because if you speak negativity in your own home about other people, it creates some negativity in the wall. Okay? Verse 150. For that reason, we learn whoever built his own home, when you continue to, when you start building it, you need to mention in his mouth that he built this house for God. Because, and then God starts helping you with this house. And then God is making sure to be in this house all the time. And then God said the word shalom, peace, in this house. And then there's no finding in this house. Everything is good. So important, those of you who are getting a house, or building a house, or painting a new house you just bought, make sure you, you remember verse 150. You should say this, you should say this in, your, in your own house. The same thing, if you build a house for negativity, it will be negativity. I always say to New Yorker, whoever lives in New York, to try to buy this house of that negative guy. I forget what his name, Epstein or something like this. Uh, I forget his first name, James. I think James Epstein, the one with the sex trafficking and all this and that, that uh, I think he killed himself in prison. So you have a fancy house in New York. So this house have a lot of pain. How do you remove the pain? So, somebody buy it and, and clean it and make it into a, a place of prey, pray with happiness. That, that's, that's a transformation of a place. Whoever can afford and do that, of course, uh, 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 a, lot of, a lot of opportunity. Before I finish the, this section, go to Rosh Chodesh. Understand that when you're buying a house, the Zor say in 152: Ima boneoto im shirsham wokatuma im So when you're buying a house, you have to ask if somebody was damaged in this house, if somebody died in this house, if somebody shot in this house, because that stayed there. Okay? So if you go to a house and you ask, how is this house? Tell me the history. So, well, the first person lost all his money here. So what about the the person who bought it? He also lost all his money here. What happened to the third? Oh, the third person lost the money, get divorced and die. It says, the Zohar said in this Kufnan bed. If two neighbors after the first neighbor uh, has problem as well, the person should run away from this house to the mountain. Better to go and sleep on the mountain, which is dangerous, and not sleep at that house. So if you're buying a house, better to be in a cave with dirt. And don't be in this house. It's, it's, it's tremendous. Uh, for me, tremendous. Just think about it. It's not people buying fancy house. What happened there before? Hello? Well, what happened? Well, three people get injured right away. Remember, at one point in my life, I used to do home cleansing, but serious home cleansing to people. And these people bought a fancy house in Bel Air. And but it was very cheap. And they told me, Elia, yeah, we're not feeling comfortable. Can you come, please? I came. And I found out that the house is very negative. And I asked him, please tell me what's, what's happening. He so, said, well, the owner, the original owner, 80 years ago, was killed by his wife. 40 years later, other couple who bought the house She stabbed her husband too. She was drunk. Different story. Then they bought it from the son of this lady. I said, that's heavy. That's heavy. And I'm looking at them. They're young children. They cannot believe they got such an opportunity like this. Such a cheap house. I try to explain spiritually it's dangerous. But of course, when it comes to such a cheap price, you can forgive. So is this can be cleansed most of the time, yes. Not all the time. Sometimes you need to destroy the place and then build it. If you build a house, I need to give you some scroll to put in the wall so it will protect you. So the whole house will be protected. And some people have to even put, dig in about four fruit down and dig something in so it will make sure there is energy.